This is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to episode 196 of the Shred Shack podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal. Coming to you bi-weekly through practically any streaming service, as well as airing from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time Monday nights on Overkill Radio, as well as from 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock in the morning uh, on Monday mornings on Twitch. Let's get started with Previously On. Free flow episode, hopefully our last. So... I tried. I got half a script done this week, half, half, and I and I and I fell off. We 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 will try to have a full script as of next time. We will try. We will we'll try. We will try. Um, so so, um, but as far as following new Discord members, we probably won't do that. We we we're we're, we're just just, just script, <laughs> uh, which means that also old business. As far as anything that I can think off the top of my head will likely end up being covered while we go through the news. Yes, sir. And so we go on to new business. And with new business, we talk about new album releases, of which I literally finished January and stopped. <laughs> well, fortunate enough for you, I have a list. All right. It's okay, then, Mr. Kata. I got a note. I know. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of, yes. Um... We're going to start off right off the bat with Code Orange, their new album, What Is Really Underneath. That was a thumbs up. Everything, let me just let me just preface this whole thing with everything was a thumbs up, all right? But when we get into, when we get to the releases of last week, some of them were really, really good. So we'll talk about those in a minute. All right, next up, we got The Abbey. So, uh, Word of Sin, thumbs up. Avatar. Dance, Devil Dance, two thumbs up. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Um, the next one, the, the band name is very interesting because it's, follow me here, Pigs, 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 Pigs. And their album was called Land of Sleeper, and that was a thumbs up. Super dope. Um, Clint Lowry from Seven Dust has a new EP out, solo EP out called Ghost Rider, which is a thumbs up. Good, like, you know, um, album-oriented dad rock. Very mm-hmm. good. Oh, Hell Ripper, Warlocks, Grim, and Withered Hags. Fucking two thumbs up. Insomnium's new album, Anno 1696, was a double thumbs up. Stoner, which is the band with uh, former members of Caius. Uh, Stoner Rock, uh, Desert Rock, Boogie to Baja's a new EP, I think it is the EP. Either way, double thumbs up. Venomous Concept, The Good Ship Lollipop. That one was a triple thumbs up. I, I might have to start going out the star ratings for some of these because that was a five star fucking record. It was so good. Like, I like I didn't know what to expect going in because I've only listened to like maybe one of their albums in the past. But that blew me away. It was so good. Mm, cool. Godsmack lighting up the sky. That was a thumbs up. Uh, this is going to be apparently their last record. Um, Sully Erner's voice has definitely changed since the last time I heard it, which was probably about 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, again, 
album oriented dad rock you know nothing nothing crazy nothing special just you know just decent tunes you know i'm not i wasn't expecting them to fucking break any kind of molds or anything like that so but it was decent enough okay fu manchu fu 30 part three i'm not sure what the whole thing is about but that was a lot of fun to listen to uh haiti volk i think i want to call them that Heidevolk. Heidevolk. yes yeah, i think that's, i think that's how it's pronounced Viderkir. Viderkir, i think is the name of the album mm-hmm. um thumbs up that's some that's some folk metal for you so that's like in the same vein as like an l80 um host their album nine i was confused about this one because like it came up on the list of new releases on like metal sucks and metal injection and stuff like that but like when you look at the album on spotify it, it has like a date of like 2021 so i was just very confused by that either way very good stuff enjoyed that so double thumbs up on that one and the last one is by a, a band called i want to say hypnosi uh mm-hmm. but it's, it's spelled h-y-p-n-o-5-e so i'm not sure uh, hypnos maybe i don't know yeah i'm not sure but the album's called sheol uh s-h-e-o-l and that was a double thumbs up i really enjoyed that one too so nothing but good stuff this week, uh, these last two weeks. Um, so I was pretty stoked on that. And then look, I've been what I've been doing instead of just relying on the Loudwire list and mm-hmm. the um, and the Wikipedia page for like twenty twenty three releases. Every every Friday while I'm at work, I take about ten to fifteen minutes. I go to Twitter, I find Metal Injection or Metal and Metal Sucks, and they every week they have a uh, a list of new releases coming out. Um, and I take I take selections from them, and that's where we're finding some more like out there stuff. And so I have a lot of good stuff lined up for this week that just that just got released. So I'm pretty stoked about that. All right, all right, cool, cool. Um, is it my turn? <clears throat> yes, go for it. Okay, so all the following are thumbs up. Ronnie Romero raised in heavy radio. Um, Half cover, half. Uh, um, I, th- I, th- I think it's half cover and half uh, original, um, but good record. Uh, Arctic Rain, uh, Unity. Uh, so yeah, that's thumbs up. White Reaper asking for a ride. Dismal via Entis. Love Gang, Mean Streak, Conjureth, the Parasitic Chambers and Oceans, as in Garden, so in Tombs. Uriah Heap, Chaos and Color. That was pretty good. That was really good, actually. Right. Um, Suasion, The Infinite, Nogjam, Mera Bedovning, um, Bizarre Cult, Dentapte Kriegen, uh, Crown, Operation Phoenix, Electric Mob, To Make You Cry and Dance, and that's the number two and the letter U, which just makes it look so ugly. Um <laughs> Gearish and the Chronicles, Back on Earth, New Miserable Experience, Philosophy on Pessimism, and Steve Vai, Vigash, thumbs up. Um, I did, I did kind of see what you were talking about with the vocals, right, um, right. but I still kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh, mixed review was ominous scriptures, rituals of mass ignition, and Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the hell out of his name. Uh, Obelisk, um, ultimate grace of God. Those obelisk? two were obelisk. Uh, e o b e l y s k k h. 
Oh yeah, okay, I see it now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, but yeah, that that finished out uh, February, so I could do the top three of uh, of January that I'm working on, and then I'm going to work my way into February. So right on, right on. I'm just yep. looking. I'm just looking ahead a little bit at, at new releases for the rest of March here, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking stacked. Like uh, today, we are recording this on. Friday, March third. Um, we have the new Enslaved album that came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Full of Hell and Primitive Man released a split, and Hawken released a new album today. Oh, very nice. Ne- next week we got Periphery's new album is coming out, so that's like fucking number one on my fucking to do list next week. Of course, sure. that, that's the uh, album five, Gent something or another. Just another genre, yeah. Um, on the 17th, what do we got? New Camelot coming out, Poppy Evil, Seven Spires, uh, Night Demons coming out with a new one, uh, um, Chelsea Grin, yeah, it looks pretty dope there. And then on the 24th, we have August Burns Red, Baby Metal, Flory Anson's solo album coming out, Ishan's releasing another one, to EP, Saxon, his covers mm-hmm. album. Um, the album, the, uh, Scaris is coming out with a new one. That's pretty, pretty stacked fucking week. And on the 31st, Ad Infinitum, Last in Line, and Lordy, again, gracing us with their Sonic Attack. Very cool. Yeah. So the, this March is, is a pretty stacked fucking month for new releases. Very cool. Very cool. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Hell yeah. All right. Well, um, what else have we been listening to? I'm not going to go by the uh, the Instagram just because it's been a little touch and go with getting it getting it together. All so. right. So, well, I won't go specifically through the albums of the day, but I will pick some of, some of what I was listening to from that list. Um, so I have an album by a band called I'm gonna butcher this. It's a very short name, but I'm gonna butcher because I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, Iane, um, but they came from that list of top forty uh, albums of 2022 from Progbind that I was my rabbit hole, which I'll get into again later because I I went, I went through a stack of those. Mm-hmm. But that album came from that. Um, then I picked uh, Periphery Clear, just a good go-to. Uh, for uh, actually, matter of fact, the reason I picked this is because I listened to a I listened to the Metal Sucks podcast with a member of Periphery on it, and they were talking about um they were just talking about how he felt that a particular member of the band felt that Slipknot's Iowa was one of the heaviest and most violent records he's ever listened to because it was so mm-hmm. visceral and so fucking powerful. So that so the back to back for that particular reason, I listened to. Uh, Periphery's clear repeat and follow that up with um, Slipknot's Iowa just because mm. the, the whole podcast vibe going on. And then Brandy and I were on a fucking like ambient music kind of kick and she came across um, Alanis Morissette release, an ambient record. I think it was okay. last year. And it is so fucking chill. It's so good. It's 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 awesome. It's like a complete like departure of what she's normally done, but it's definitely like 
something you can listen to and meditate to. And I know that she's um she's very big into mental health. So that's yeah. the reason she did this. So mm-hmm. that was super cool to listen to. Um and then I think the last one I put up on the Shred Shack page was uh, Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And the reason I did that is because the new Metallica single came out, um, If Darkness Had a Sun, from the 72 Seasons album. And I couldn't find a picture of that of that single or that was, that was like a representative of the single enough. So I went and listened to Hardwired because so I have some an album cover to fucking put on the Shred Shack. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other ones that I listened to just on my own here in my own albums of the day. Another ambient type record, kind of like soundtracky sounding. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is an original soundtrack to a. I guess it's a short. Uh, the short is called "The Sights of Space," and the original soundtrack was done by a Melody Melody Sheep. Um, again, kind of like spacey. Um, ambient stuff so that was cool another one from the list of um the 22 best albums of 22 in my rabbit hole uh the band is called luster and it i was called a thirst for summer rain very good fucking instrumental fucking stuff uh not noodly stuff more chill vibe stuff but definitely cool I had to have it as my album of the day because I loved it so much. It was the Venomous Concept record, the Good Ship Lollipop. Fucking such a good fucking track. Such a good fucking album. I highly recommend everyone check it out. Um, if you're not if you're not aware of it, it's um, one of the members from Napalm Death. I think it's Shane is in this band. Fucking great. And album of the day today was also from the list of 2022's best albums. It's uh, Wilder Run, their their album Epicon. Um, I'm probably sure. I'm pretty sure I probably listened to this when it came out, but it is just a badass fucking prog record. I love it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's some shit right there. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I I can't say I had much, but um, I know that I've been listening to my top three for the month of January. Hopefully, that video comes out Tuesday. Um. No spoilers on that one. Um, I had a kick of listening to uh, Volume 3 by Slipknot because I still say that it is the best Slipknot album and I will fight anyone. No, I won't. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care enough about it, but I, I, I love that album. Um, I listened to um, two Ninja Sex Party albums just because it's good good fun and everything uh a bunch of my my one-offs which uh most recently i added um don't let me be misunderstood from the kill bill volume one soundtrack mm. Mm. by santa esmeralda Oof. Yep. <laughs> what a great fucking song yep and uh of course on the slime the cover of frank zappa by ari and anthony lucasson mm. so um course i've been listening to to those as well as a few others um yeah that's that's pretty much been it uh aside from the new releases from january um i'm gonna be finishing up writing the top three for january and move right into february get a bunch of those done just because i'm gonna have a good amount of uh time this week to to myself so but 
yeah, hopefully should get through a bunch uh, pretty soon. And I'll I'll notate all those as I go through them. There's a good there's a good chunk of them. Um, I think the only one I intend to skip, like I think uh, a Smashing Pumpkins record came out earlier in February, and I I don't have any intention to listen to that. It's so. funny you mentioned that that uh, I was at the gym. I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and an, a song from Smashing Pumpkins came out. By I, I think it's from the, a newer album. Is mm-hmm. what is it the one like you know uh, a, a rock opera in three acts or something like that? that yeah, it? that that one. Okay. Um, yeah, don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the music is okay. There's it's a little bit uh, chuggier than I expected it to. It's a little bit more more. Um, like I said, a little bit heavier guitars than I had expected, but mm-hmm. his voice has not improved. And like I think they, I think Smashing Pumpkins pretty much peaked with melancholy and infinite sadness, and they probably should have just chilled after that because his voice does not sound that great. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I mean I haven't heard anything since uh, Adore, no, not Adore, uh, whichever one had uh, the Everlasting Gaze. That was the last time I actually heard anything considered new from Smashing Pumpkins. So, yeah, yeah, and that was like 1998 or something. I don't don't fucking know. (laughs) It's been a long ass time for sure, Uh, and I'm an old ass man. So, all right, Uh, but yeah, that's 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 pretty much all of the listening to new wise. Um, So let's go on to our news. Let's do it. Uh, let me pull up the the news site, and we are pulling up Blabbermouth as per usual for uh, for our information. Um, and I'm just going to run through it, find some things that are actually uh, interesting, um, worth noting, or things like that. And uh, this one's just of intrigue in general. Max Cavalera t- names his top three thrash albums of all time, and he says. Um, Sacrifice, Forward Determination, uh, Nuclear Assault, Survive, and Dark Angel, Darkness Descends. Cool, okay. Um, He does also make special mention of Slayer's Rain and Blood. Oh, I mean, he's just, like, just picking not the, like, the, the obvious choices, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he describes it as like what I have to have on tour, like just listening to around. Yeah, I hear uh, you. Time. Um, Godsmack canceled South American tour due to lack oh. of ticket sales. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So yeah, apparently they they couldn't they because of the lack of ticket sales they couldn't they couldn't fund the tour. Like that is <laughs> fucking wild. And uh, and we know that that touring and playing shows is steadily getting worse and worse. Um, I don't know if you've seen um, the newest thing about shows, but um, venues charging bands to sell merchandise. I had no idea. That's incredible. Yeah. The, wow. Um, I forgot the band that that's been been really talking about it, but like a lot of venues will apparently charge the bands a percentage of their of their shirt sales. Wow. Uh, or they're just general merch sales. And it's like, it takes away even more of the money that they're supposed to be getting from, from tour, especially considering the fact that a good portion of their money, you know, aside from the show was made selling merch. So mm-hmm. it's made things even worse. So a lot of bands are either refusing to sell merch at the shows 
or um, just not playing places that are going to take their money. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty intense. Um, people are really out there to fuck you. So and another thing, another mm-hmm. thing I saw that's making it harder, or that could possibly make it harder for international bands is that apparently um, America, our government's going to start charging more for visas. Oh, wow. yeah. So not only for like you know, when, think of like it. Let's think of a band. Let's just say like a, a like a medium sized band, not like mm-hmm. an Iron Maiden or anything like that. But let's think of like a medium sized band, maybe like a like an Opeth or like a, a Ghost, someone mm-hmm. who could probably fill a theater but not fill a stadium. Yeah, they have a decent sized crew, more than likely. So it's the band, the crew, um, whatever. That that the price increase of the visas per person is just going to mm-hmm. compound. Like the the larger the act. Uh, or like the like the smaller the act, the more it's gonna it's gonna affect them because like if you're not selling out stadiums like Iron Maiden's gonna be doing, and like you know that's just a drip in the pan, they're not gonna be able to afford to come to America to play shows. Mm. Yeah, so. it's 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 getting it's getting worse and worse. So just uh, it doesn't at this point. Uh, it's 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 probably you know people still have the passion to play but it's like we can't do anything as far as like this tour and and that really sucks because that's where a lot of that's where a lot of the best part of music is seeing a band in the live setting yeah sure yeah damn shame Uh, we can make a whole discussion out of that but that's another time yeah um Metal Blade Records announces a Swing of the Blade book from founder Brian Slagle. Uh, presumably a history of the Metal Blade Records. Swing of the Blade, more stories from Metal Blade Records to follow the book for the sake of heaviness. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so the first one, For the Sake of Heaviness, was basically about how Metal Blade Records came to be. And this is just more stories within. It's like, if you enjoyed this, read this. Cool. So. That's awesome. Um, Kirk Hammett LTD KH-V signature models launched by ESP. Nice. This. So I wonder if there's a picture of it. Let's take a look. Uh, yes, and they are pretty. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. Um, coming uh, at least far as far as what they show. They show it in black, a mustard yellow, like a dark mustard yellow and a kind of cloudy red very very lovely looking um if they came in blue i'd be all about it but i already have a blue v that's my my guitar I, I've, I've named it stargazer so yeah <laughs> nice yep um winger announces seven uh album cover art unveiled you can go look that up on blabbermouth um did you see that Godflesh announced his first album in six years called The Purge or Cold Purge? I didn't I did not see that. But yes, Godflesh announced his first album in six years, Purge, the first time you're hearing it on this podcast. <laughs> um Hollywood Vampires released music video for a cover of Johnny Thunder's You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory. Hollywood Vampires being the supergroup with Alice Cooper, Joe Perry, and Johnny Depp. Very cool. 
Um, I don't care about David Draymond. Um, hey, but it's another member disturbed hitting the gym. He lost 20 yeah. pounds in the last four months. I mean, yeah. who? <laughs> Did, take it off that bald ass head of his. <laughs> it's pretty bulbous, that's for sure. And, and you know what? You know what that? You know what that probably is? It's probably him just taking out all the fucking jewelry he's got on his face. <laughs> Revised third edition of To Live It To Die, The Life and Death of Metallica's Cliff Burton, due in April. Third edition, wow. Yes. Um, Rush commemorates 40th anniversary of Signals with expanded reissues. Jesus Christ, you see that picture? Look at all that yeah, shit you got. Yeah, like, I, well, it's got to be different variations of it, like, or something. Um because it looks like it looks like there's probably the album, there's the CD, there's probably multiple singles on seven inch. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of just random crap. Fucking photo photo book here, some postcards. It looks like maybe some some old set lists. It looks like maybe or lyric sheets. Probably. Wow. Glastonbury Festival. Guns N' Roses also confirmed for a North American tour this year, 2023, uh, coming to San Antonio at uh, the end of September, and I may go to that. Interesting. Yes, because the Dome. You haven't learned your lesson. I haven't learned my lesson, but 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 of course, this is this is Guns N' Roses, and we put this, you know, three years ago or so. We said this would never happen. <laughs> and it did, and, and it did, and at that oh, point, I, I, listen, listen. This 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 Guns N' Roses thing has been going on probably just as long as our fucking podcast, and we've been talking about it ever since. And every single time, we're like, "Nope, this can't be. This can't be." And every little bit, like it sounds like it's gonna, it's perfectly fine, and nothing's going wrong. And you know, you're gonna be the guy that breaks the mold. I uh, tough. I will take that with I will take that. That's fine. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. And by I mean by folks, I mean folk. Person. <laughs> Individual. <bet>. One. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh De La Tierra. Uh featuring Simple Torres, Andreas Kisser, third album completed. Um TNT working on new material. Mm-hmm. Um Former Venom drummer Anthony Abaddon Bray says he is doing all right in his battle with lymphoma. Cool, cool. Very good. Metallica, James Hetfield, to star in dark Western thriller The Thicket. Uh, don't idea, have any idea what that is, but I uh, I can see uh, I can see him just rocking the uh, the uh, the '91 mustache slash Lemmy look and walking around with a big hat and a gun. Oh yeah. Oh wow, that's funny. The Thicket, based on a novel of the same name, production of the film starring and produced by Game of Thrones alum Peter Dinklage, is underway in Calgary. Interesting. Very cool. Okay, wow. so we need we just need to make a quick mention. Blabbermouth really just just doesn't seem to care about certain things. They just they, they just want to get a view because they still report on stuff from Tim Lambesis. Yeah. 
Like, dude, no one cares about the guy. And anybody who does is probably not a good person. Just saying, you know. They've probably tried to kill their 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 wife or wives or ex-wives. However many ex-wives they may have. So, yeah. Just, mm. anyway. Um, there is apparently a newly recorded version of Unchained going around out there by David Lee Roth himself. Um, I wonder how that sounds. Speaking of newly recorded and wonder how it sounds, Roger Waters. Have you heard about Roger Waters re-recording The Dark Side of the Moon? I didn't want to, and now you've ruined it. Well, you're welcome, because Roger Waters, famous dickhead apparently, has re-recorded Dark Side of the Moon the way he felt it should have been recorded. And it's like, from what I understand, a completely different record. I think he just released like the first bit of it, um, or like the first track uh, today. I think I saw somewhere. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I have this morbid curiosity about mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh, so I may check it out whenever it's released, just to see like what did you do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm expecting a pile of hard garbage. I don't know what to anticipate, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right now, right now, the only hot pile of garbage I'm aware of is apparently Roger Waters. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Marty Friedman hints at another potential performance with Megadeth. If I'm not mistaken, they are releasing that show uh, on on DVD or something. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah, or they streamed it or something like that. I don't know. They they did something big for it. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, even yeah. though it's only three songs, it's still fucking it's still fucking badass. So yeah, yeah. Um. So Liquid Death, uh, which was originally just water uh <laughs> is well whatever i i never had it but um their recent commercial for a brand of iced tea that they're releasing features grandmothers or people who are supposed to look like grandmothers that that uh play death metal um sounds interesting or near death metal whatever sure whatever i mean <laughs> Still, it sounds interesting. I'm sure it'd be. I'm sure it'd be worth a, a quick chuckle, but but otherwise, uh, meh, whatever. Okay. Rob Halford says Ozzy Osbourne made the right call by canceling tour. Yes, he indeed did. He most certainly did. Yes, he did. Theatrical premiere of seventy two seasons Metallica album. Uh, there's going to be there's a trailer out for it. Um, I don't know why they need a theatrical premiere of 72 seasons, but weird. Okay. Scorpions, still alive and kicking, to reissue 12 albums on colored vinyl. That covers about one-fourth of their discography. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Yes. I don't know. No, no. So there's there's I'm I'm not gonna go deep into this article, but I gotta say 
that there's there's an article about Paul Stanley and Marjorie Taylor Greene, and there's two pictures side by side. I'm pretty sure they're the same picture. <laughs> I'm hilarious. almost I'm almost certain it is the same picture. That is very uh, funny. Um, Dave Lombardo to tour UK with progressive grindcore band Empire State Bastard, and that is a cool name. It is a very cool name, and Dave Lombardo staying busy as always. Yep. yep. Just you know, Dave's like just sitting there stretching, like ah, it's a day off. Five minutes later, he's like, "Somebody hire me." <laughs> um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Taproot announces first studio album in more than a decade. Oh, uh, shit. Titled Scissors, and that is SC forward slash SSRS, which is incredibly stupid. I hate when bands try to think they're clever. <laughs> okay, since so I have to read these articles now, Max Cavalera names a Metallica song he would love to cover, and that is Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning, yes. And do okay, it. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it, bro. Nothing stopping you. Um, Rob Halford on singing with Black Sabbath in 1992 and 2004. That was amazing. I don't recall him doing it in 2004 for what reason, but I know he did it in 1992 uh, to close out Black Sabbath's tour because Dio left with like three shows left in the tour. So, I think I remember this from 2004. I think it's one of those things where, like, it might have been like on Ozfest, maybe, mm -hmm. where Ozzy may have been sick or he couldn't perform, and you know, the show must go on. And I think maybe Juice Priest was on the bill as well. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. It sounds vaguely familiar. I just know that. Yeah, I got you. Um, Watch Kiss announced final concert ever. This is the end. Sure. This is lies. We saw the last concert ever 23 years ago. Yes. Shinedown. <laughs> Shinedown partners with American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I don't care about Shinedown, but that is cool. Yes. Okay. Queen's Brian May on possible Bohemian Rhapsody biopic sequel. We have been talking about it. Um, well, <laughs> Who's we? Me and uh, uh, me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we board out and we're talking to Freddie. Like, speak, speak, uh, speaking of Queen, um, I tried to watch the um, the documentary about the uh, Queen and Adam Lambert tour, uh, mm -hmm. but Netflix has been f like circle jerking itself, and it and fucking stopped about. 60 seconds in so we did we just turned it off oh that sucks it's actually that's a pretty sweet documentary it, it seems cool i would love to watch it so yeah, it's good it's a good one yeah uh cradle of filth shares new song she is a fire and announces the first live album in 20 years damn oh i mean not like every band needs a live album, but Cradle of Filth is like, well, it's been a while. <laughs> Maybe we can hold over some time. Oh, shit. Um, there is also a music video out there for If Darkness Had a Son by Metallica, and that song title is still awful. 
I like the song though. I, I I've been really enjoying the new songs coming out. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're music musically they sound fine. I hadn't hear anything past Lux Eterna yet, but you know, um, but that's a that's a terrible song title. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Extreme announces six album and shares a single called Rise. Um, do do do. Kiss announces final concerts. Yeah, we said that already. Um, no, Stain completes work on first studio album in twelve years. Still sucks. Hmm. Even though I have their albums, I have a feeling if I go back and listen to them, I'd still somewhat enjoy them. But like, I'd be like, "Ooh, Aaron Lewis." <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely. It would probably stop at break the cycle because that's where it just like it was just got to be not that like dysfunction was really good. Mm. Break the cycle was like a little like there was still some heavy parts to it, but then it was it when when outside broke and then they had a release. Uh, it's been a while, and then like every song after that had a sound like that. It was like all right, this is yeah. That was that was break the cycle. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I think that's where I, that's where I would stop. Yeah, like um. They did one song as a tribute to Lane Staley afterward. That was that was really good, but otherwise, I don't remember any of their other shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. D. Snyder's first fictional novel, Frats, to arrive this spring. Oot. Cool. Steve Harris's British Lion announces spring summer uh, twenty twenty three European tour. See, that's a band that probably can't afford the visas to come to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's Steve Harris, he probably has like as much money, if not more, than God. So. <laughs> and that's not saying that, like, you know, like that you can think of a million other people who probably have ten times as much money as uh, as Steve Harris, but I'm sure he'd be fine. So, <laughs> um. Santana announces 1001 Rainbows Tour, Summer 2023 North American Tour. Let's see. Dallas and Houston. That's it. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne offers update on his health. I'm not dead yet! <laughs> Critical response? Yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> you ain't fooling anybody. When's the next time you're coming around? Thursday. <laughs> Is there Fuck anything you can do? <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> I think I'll go for a walk now. Oh! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough Monty Python references. Uh, Skid Row and Buck Cherry announced second leg of U.S. tour. Okay. Foo Fighters announced three U.S. headlining shows, um, and I believe that these are probably the first couple of U.S. shows announced, maybe aside from festivals, uh, since the death of Taylor Hawkins. These are mostly these are all festivals. Uh, oh wait, hold on. The newly confirmed dates, which add to the twenty. Oh, to the okay, no, no, no. So these are these are just regular dates for them. They're just them, not uh, mm-hmm. not part of a festival. Okay, cool. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Five Figure Death Punch earns 15th, 15th consecutive number one on the U.S. active rock radio chart with Welcome to the Circus. Wow. Okay. 
which is amazing considering the fact that I haven't heard the other 14. <laughs> um, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, like, there's a, there's an article here. I'm just gonna get to the bit of news, uh, that will proceed it later on. But Fear Factory, new singer is Milo Silvestro. Um, never heard of him, but apparently, um, according to, um, might have been Blabbermouth or Loudwire, whoever that is. Their per- first performing with the Feared Factory, they did a pretty awesome job. That's what I heard. That's 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 the rumor going around. So, yep. So, um, going back to Shine Down a little bit. New music will probably probably arrive in twenty twenty four. So cool, I guess yep. for their fans. Uh, yep. Uh, Tom Kiefer. Tom Kiefer, I believe. Uh, from uh, of yeah, it's of Cinderella. Um, announced a spring summer 2023 tour with Winger and John Karabi. John Karabi is awesome. Um, as far as what we mentioned earlier about Godsback's final album, um, on the possibility of releasing standalone singles after the final album, they don't think so. All right. So they, it sounds like they intend to just kind of go out. That's it. The end. Yep. We'll see if that lasts. We'll see if, you know, somebody... So we'll see how many bands actually stick to that. Yeah. Um, Vil Vallo on possibility of him reunion. It would have to be for good reason. Because he's doing pretty much the music of him on his own. Speaking for sure. Which, speaking of which, I still have to buy those tickets. Um, right. I, did get, we, I did get paid today. Cool. Do we know? Do we know for sure about the twenty ninth? Uh, as far as Gujira and Mastodon, I don't yeah. know yet. I still have to decide on that. Um, okay. Personally, I'm not a little bit sure. Gotcha. So, uh, actually, is twenty ninth a Saturday? Yes. Okay, so then that would just be you and me because Sean's leaving midday. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah. Let me know how you feel about it because I will not go alone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right now, right now, I, I, I'm more so into the, the Bill Valo show. I got so, you. Yeah. Phil Demel, uh, told Sean Killian, where that is, he wanted to shut down, uh, violence, uh, following the light, latest lineup changes. So oh. that may no longer be a project, an active project, at least. Um, do 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 striper uh michael sweet and dave mustaine and i have talked about writing music together that would be very interesting i think that like i think that striper or at least michael sweet should just record a whole bunch of songs uh with like different different other metal artists and just have it like called like like michael sweet's heaven and hell hmm you know, because yeah. you have you have yeah. Striper, you have Striper, and then you have all these bands that would probably you know tread more on the side of like you know like fuck God or shit like yeah, that, yeah. or religion can suck my cock and things like that. Um, Max Cavalera says Sepultura's Chaos AD album was a defining moment in metal. Um, I suppose. I mean, it was a great album, but I mean. I think Roots was more popular and Arise was a better album. Yeah, I think Roots was more, is what I think incorporated more like the world element into 
heavy metal. Yeah. I think that opened up a, a whole bunch of doors for some people. I think that would be more of a defining moment in metal. And I think it also managed to give more credence to the burgeoning new metal scene. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. And by and by that I mean I like they didn't start it because they because Roots came out in '96 and like stuff like Rage Against the Machine and Corn came out two to four years prior. I was saying like '94. Yeah, Corn was '94. I think Rage was '92. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But stuff like that was coming out beforehand. But I think it's like one big band had to come out and do it for people to start accepting it to yeah. really start accepting it. So, and then it went from there. So. Um, Rob Halford on next Judas Priest album. It's roaring, man. It's on fire. On fire. Fire power. Fire power. Um, Static X's Zero unveils new mask at opening show of Rise of the Machine tour. Cool. Still debating on seeing that show at the end of the month, but we shall see. Um, Def Leppard's Joe Elliott uh, says he is suffering from moderate to severe altitude sickness, uh, but vows to play the Bogota concert. I gotta say, the way he looks in that in that uh, picture right there, slap a beard on him with the white hair, he is Gandalf the White. <laughs> yes, I can see it. Yeah, because that is not gray hair. That is white. Yeah, like, that is some white ass hair. That is some white shit right there. Like, dude, that is some Edgar Winter white. <laughs> Um, Fear Factory forced to pull out a first show of Rise of the Machine tour due to extreme weather conditions. Because weather is stupid. Fuck, dude, yeah. Cannibal Corpse Deicide side project Umbilicus plays first live show. You get a video of it up on Blabbermouth. Um... Okay, Death Leopard, did you... Uh-huh. Don't don't worry about Neil Turbin. No, 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 no. Um, that's uh, okay. Uh, you you can also go to Blabbermouth and watch a video of uh, Megadeth members, uh, former Megadeth me- members Chuck Baylor, David uh, Dave Ellison, and Jeff Young perform together for the first time in thirty five years. I believe that is. Um, around so far so good so what mm. so um arrival of autumn announces new album kingdom undone um music video for the song scars available on Loudmouth. um firstborn featuring chris adler and james lomenzo uh have a single out called sinners um what makes Billy Sheehan the bass player's bass player? Well, he's better than you, so that makes him he's, pretty. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Oh shit! I gotta find out. Uh, I gotta find out that Paul Gilbert album came out for Dio because I will listen to the shit out of that. <laughs> good question. Uh, uh, it's just singles. Uh, so far, they've released one for Holy Diver and one for Heaven and Hell. But I'm gonna listen to the shit out of that when I when I finish this podcast. Nice. Oh, here's a here's a cool one. Just just because like we talk about merchandising and all that, and here's one we never 
often talk we never really get a chance to talk about foo fighters has a pinball machine coming soon motherfucking pinball yo yeah, dude yeah i saw that that was part of the script <laughs> yeah that was, one, uh, that was one of our bits that's some that's some crazy shit right there i think uh, uh, i think and i think in the game they don't show any pictures of it but like you can see from the picture that they're, they're in like a scooby-doo type van mm-hmm. i think i think the, the theme of the game is that it's like the foo fighters um because apparently i think that the name is taken from old world world war ii era uh like ufo sightings and like they're like that's that's what foo fighters are like they're alien fighters or something like that uh-huh uh so i think they're supposed to be like caught like they're supposed to be like fighting aliens or something like that in in, in this uh in the story of the pinball game so that's pretty mm-hmm. fucking cool that's pretty cool um i mean just the fact that the pinball game has a story so but but everybody but everybody knows to watch out for that deaf, dumb, and blind kid. He will mm. beat your ass. He will beat your ass. He will beat that ass. Like, you know, and he's, you know, that guy's up somewhere up in the 70s right now. I've been waiting for this all my <laughs> life. Uh, <clears throat> um, Robert Trujillo joined Metallica on this day, February 24th, 20 years ago. Wow. He's already he's he's officially well he's been in the band longer than Jason Newstead was. Yeah, crazy. He's been in, he's been in the band well what uh, as far as bassists go he's been the longest bass player so. Yeah, and and, and now that you think now think about this, Saint Anger is going to be twenty years old. Yeah, going back to my tower days. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so you have you have blabbermouth pulled up, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I'm not gonna read the article, but there's a picture here from the foreigner article. Uh of Kelly Hansen, current singer of Foreigner, and Lou Graham, the original singer. And seriously, Lou Graham looks like if you put together David Draymond and Donald Trump. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, he does. It's it like he's got the face uh, of Draymond, like this, like the kind of like smug look, and then uh-huh. you got like the, the hair of Donald Trump, and it's like, oh, oh wow! <laughs> I'm gonna say he looks like he looks like what would like what Ron Weezy look, would look like if he grew up and he just became an alcoholic. Seriously, <laughs> wow! But you, 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 oh, dude! Now I can't unsee it, you fucker. Oh. I was just, I'm just thinking of um, um, uh, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Like they had that, like they, like they had that singer, that singer. Yeah, he looked like uh, he looked like me. Oh. Well, I was gonna say he looked like shit, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, sure. Oh my god! Oh, I love that movie. Uh, uh, Slipknot's Corey Taylor completes recording second studio album. Cool, uh, I guess. Hopefully, it's better than the first one. Uh, uh, Richie Faulkner's Elegant Weapons shares first single, "Blind Leading the Blind." 
Kill Devil Hill shares music video for first single in nearly a decade, Blood in the Water. You can find that now available probably on YouTube. Here's a good one, just because it's fun. Mr. Big's To Be With You video surpasses 100 million views on YouTube. Just 900 million more. You catch up to November Rain. I mean, the fact that it has 100 million views on YouTube. Like, that's a song from the 80s that, like, is, like, even I don't hear it that often on the radio. True. And for it to have that milestone, I'm like, okay, that's pretty badass. Unless the members are just kind of sitting there watching it on their own. <laughs> they just have it on repeat. <laughs> Billy Sheehan's looking at it like, <laughs> bass player is bass player. <laughs> Base. Um, Puddle of Muds, West Scantlin, arrested again. Old business. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be part of all the business. Was was West Scantlin arrested this week? No. Was he arrested last week? Yes. (laughs) We're on every other week's schedule now. Uh, Nightwish's Floor Jansen releases new solo single Daydream. I can't wait for her new record to come out. It's gonna be fun. Now, there's one thing I want to check, uh, real quick. Um, that actually pertains to um, to Floor Jansen. Um, uh, and let me just see real quick. Okay, so it's it actually. It's actually true. Um, so, somebody pointed this out on the uh, Arion um, or an Arion Discord earlier today. Um, and then, if you go on Spotify um, or probably most other streaming services, uh, if you go through a couple of the After For- Forever albums, they're credited as Floor Jansen and After Forever on a few tracks. Um, Interesting. At least three albums have her, have it listed as them separately, but he was saying like he w- she was part of that band, and this is likely an attempt for them to capitalize on the popularity of Floor. Uh huh. Uh huh. But she was just part of the band. That was her band before she was was more well known, to say the least. Um. So he was basically saying like. That's a little silly, don't you think? But yeah, I, I can see it now. I'm looking. I'm looking at a couple of them as well. Mm-hmm. Wow! But, you know, I guess you got to capitalize on things, right? For sure. I mean, you know, because they they probably come up as like you know, in in the Spotify algorithm, like for like fans also like after forever and so on and so forth. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, that's very interesting. Yep. Can Brett Michaels guess his songs played backwards? Can Brett Michaels guess his songs played forward? <laughs> Without a teleprompter? Can he can he guess his own songs? <laughs> I thought we were rat. <laughs> <laughs> round and round. Wrong song, asshole. <laughs> and let's never forget that time that he was running off stage and hit his head on something and Bounced off the floor. Uh, slow motion. I think I put that in slow motion in one of our videos, too. It was great. 
Godsmack's Sully Erna explains what an album producer does. Cool. Uh, okay, so I don't. Uh, I know that Steve I said that they had. Uh, he has an an album with Ozzy that he was sitting on, but I guess he clarified that and apologized for confusion. Is that yes? He's sitting on a whole Ozzy record. Um. And blah blah blah. And everything's focused on sitting on the entire. And then clickbait headlines went viral. To clarify, Ozzy and I got together around 1996, spent some time trying to come up with some potential songs for an album that he already had half recorded. That later, that record later came out as Osmosis. We demoed a handful of tracks, and then there was a bunch of tracks I built for him to check out. He ended up picking one song to use in the album, and that's My Little Man. It was re-recorded with his band, and it came out great. Only one other demoed track from those sessions had an Aussie scratch vocal on it. Um, and all the master demo tapes to the label. And so there's apparently enough. Apparently there's enough music they, they, they put together to make a whole record, but they would require re-recording. Yeah. So there exists this collaboration between Steve Vai and Ozzy Osbourne that has not been built upon. So I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. I mean, that's the sort of thing that Ozzy can do for the rest of his career is dig up some of these like old unused tracks mm-hmm. and fucking release these albums, you know? Yeah. Or like compilation records or fucking EPs or whatever. He could do that for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, stay off the road, do this shit. Oh yeah, he could he he could do he could still do a lot. So, um, I, I'm not going to read the full thing, but there's a whole article on biohazards. Billy uh, Grazie Day uh, explaining about how he feels the in- music industry could have been saved, um, uh, and that probably has to go back at least twenty years, like probably more, um. Hmm. Frank Bellow says Anthrax is stronger than ever. Our concert attendance numbers are going up instead of down. I will indeed say that because if you took if you took our show at um, at Techport and compared it to the show we saw at the downtown, <laughs> indeed that was a significant increase. And I'm sure indeed. that I'm sure that A, it has a lot to do with the fact that they got back together with Julie Belladonna, but B, the fact that they are pretty much, you know, they are doing they're kicking that ass right now. So Oh yeah, they're killing it. I cannot yeah. wait for a new fucking record because like for a while there I was stuck on um worship music for like for like two weeks. I couldn't mm-hmm. get a, couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This one's pretty cool. I kinda wanna watch the video when I have a chance. Except Mark Tornillo sings Iron Maiden's Wrath Child with the Iron Maidens, which is an all female oh. tribute band to Iron Maiden. Interesting. That is awesome. That sounds fun. Uh let's see, let's see. Tapo Negative and Crowbar members launch new project called I Am, and that is I as in your the thing you look at shit with. <laughs> like, I hate God. Yes, indeed. Um, Ex-Black Sabbath slash Dio drummer Vinny Apice. Why I don't play double bass drums. Well, you don't need to. You're pretty... Um, I, I'm not going to say this. I'm not saying this in an insulting way. 
he's a pretty basic drummer as in he just he creates a he creates a solid beat and and does great fills and that's you know that's the basis of of that's the basis of being a drummer you know you can you can have all the 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 frills and whatnot which he shows in all the drum solos and whatnot but it's like when when at the end of the day you just need to kick that ass and yeah. double bass double bass is not necessary for that not all the time it depends on the style of music of course like i don't think black sabbath or dio needed it but mm-hmm. fucking but some some bands fucking need it <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, certain, depending on the style, it, it's necessary, you know. But, um, but, but a band like Black Sabbath does not require that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, now just mentioning this, Paul Gilbert shares his cover of Black Sabbath's "Heaven and Hell" from the Dio album, uh, available on Spotify, which I will listen to after this podcast. Cool. Um. Rock legend Graham Nash to release first new studio album in seven years titled Now. <laughs> uh, okay. Just wonder where they get some of these silly titles from. Right. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Deja vu. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> the day before yesterday. Also known manana, as two manana, days ago. Manana. <laughs> Uh, forever. <laughs> um, Aerosmith Joe Perry announces April 2023 tour dates with the Joe Perry Project. Trying to stay busy without without uh, Aerosmith off the road at the moment and not doing the residency. Well, he's, he's got the Hollywood Vampires. He's got this. I'm sure he's got one or two more things going on. So. The Rolling Stones confirm Paul McCartney guest appearance on upcoming album. You heard that right. Rolling Stones with a new album. Anybody, any, anybody who is lingering on putting out a new album, the Rolling Stones will put out an album before you. Ah. And, by the, and by the way, they're like 70 plus. Uh, we're probably pushing 80 at this point, right? That's why I said plus. <laughs> I was being nice. <laughs> and, and Paul McCartney's guesting on it, so here is... What the hell? Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to ignore that one. Uh, Doth releases first new song in 12 years. No rest, no end. I have to check that out because I remember I remember getting into them like like twenty years ago, so like yeah, that's cool. Well, they've been waiting for you. They waited twelve years. Now you need to catch up, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Burning Witches announced new album, The Dark Tower. I'm sure that catches your fancy. For sure, it does. Yeah, Angel. Announces new album Once Upon a Time shares It's All Right single. Um, their all white getup is very unusual, and it is, yeah, it is after Labor Day. So, <laughs> um, Gavin uh, Bush's Gavin Rosdale sued by original drummer Robin Goodridge over 2019 tour. What exactly of that? Go read it. I'm not going to tell you. <clears throat> mm. Um Jethro Toll shares The Navigators, the second single from Rock Flute. Rock Flute. Uh their their new album, which 
comes after their last album from last year, which comes after their last album from 2000. <laughs> uh, Killswitch Engage guitarist Adam D. Adam D. Adam D. There's a K and a C and a Z in there. Just buy a fucking buy more vowels. Um, and Howard Jones are collaborating on a new project. That's cool. That's cool. Here's something that's pretty cool. New Queensryche book to include contributions from original guitarist Chris DeGarmo, as it should. <laughs> so there. And there's that picture. Uh, there's a picture of Jeff Tate from the 80s. And God, he was just... He was all 80s with that hair. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. hair? That hair. Oh, yeah. I like, like I, I'm envisioning the video of I don't believe in love, and I'm like, oh man! Oh, go go, go watch the video for um, I'm gonna get close to you. It's just like he looks like fucking Bride of Frankenstein shit, man. It's <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, Merciful Fate has three songs worked out for their next studio album. Hell yeah! Speaking of Hell yeah. speaking of bands that are going to have an album out before you, you lingering bands that aren't writing shit. Merciful <laughs> Fate. <laughs> um, Slipknot's Jay Weinberg. We're more like an athletic team than we are a band in a lot of ways. Um, well, yeah, you're number yeah. nine people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, you're like a football team. You're just too short of a football team, four more than a fucking basketball team, and you're exactly a baseball team. Oh, yeah. You could be a baseball team, the Slipknot. <laughs> um, Evanescence's Amy Lee joins Bush on stage in Nashville. That's cool. Um, do, 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 do. Il Nino announces 20-year anniversary of Confession May-June 2023 U.S. tour. Oh, did you see this, the Moonspell tour? I, I just got up to it, fool. Calm down. Oh, okay. Calm down. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Moonspell announces American Full Moon Spring 2023 North American tour. Um, I will absolutely see the shit out of that show. But here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Um, is that here they only um on blah route they only have it listed for uh Houston on the fifth of May and Dallas on the seventh of May. But they're I'm pretty sure it's either I don't know if like I know that Oceans of Slumber is coming to town May sixth. Mm-hmm. And I think they're playing the Paper Tiger. I uh-huh. thought it was part of this tour. I don't know if it's like a one off thing, but because I know um uh, Oceans of Slumber is gonna be touring with Moon spell mm-hmm. as part of this. Yeah. So I do not know. Very interesting. Guns N' Roses sponsored car involved in multi car wreck at Daytona 500. People are unironically calling it the spaghetti incident. <laughs> That's great. Um,. see don't care about that don't care about that uh vicious rumors announced spring 2023 european tour to celebrate their atlantic years um 
Dillinger Escape Plans. Ben Weinman teaches musicians how to make a living without making compromises. I should read that. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a, a way to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Um, Guns N' Roses tour. We already talked about that. Um, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Max Cavalera on the inevitable question about a sepultura reunion. At this moment, I don't need to do anything like that. Can people stop asking that fucking question? Old business. Yeah, they'll they'll do it when they feel like it, if they feel like it. If it doesn't happen, suck it up, for fuck's sake. God damn, it's annoying. Anyway, uh, Y&T frontman Dave Menachetti is in total remission after fighting prostate cancer. Cool. Fuck yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, appearing in plenty of commercials lately, appears in a commercial for PlayStation VR 2 virtual reality headset. Cool. I can only imagine what was seen through his eyes. <laughs> Anthrax's Frank Bello recalls waking up in someone else's blood and okay. other and other testimonies that he did not mean to say. I was going to say, oh crap, I shouldn't have said that. Oh crap, I shouldn't have oh, said crap. that. <laughs> oh, oh crap, crap. <laughs> certainly I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh crap, it's too hot today. <laughs> uh... Speaking of Gandalf the White, this picture of Lamb of God bases John Campbell is it he is a fucking wizard. No, that is Saruman. Oh. Oh my god, you're so right. Yes. Yes. Actually, I, I, I in all fairness, he wants to be Saruman, but no one is Christopher Lee. Period. Oh yeah. I mean, come on, please. <laughs> Just love that story that uh about when um, they were trying to get ready for the scene where he gets stabbed in the back on the top of the tower. Yes. He's like, I know what a man sounds like when he gets stabbed in the back. That's like, not, oh, I'm a backup. That's not how a man sounds when he gets stabbed in the back. He would, I think I, I love the name of like the, the little part of the, the military he was in. I think it was like the, the League of Ungentlemanly Warfare or something like that. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? What? It's the kind of it's the kind of guy who can make a ninja star out of his monocle. <laughs> it's like it's like he was James Bond before he was a James Bond villain. Like what the fuck, dude? Seriously, it's like like if they offer you tea, don't drink it. <laughs> you know, that kind of that kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's fucking that's fucking awesome. Ungentlemanly warfare. Wow. <laughs> That sounds like the greatest bike band name ever. I, oh, dude. Dude. Um, Gene Hogland remembers Chuck Schuldiner. He was not a big fan of people or the music industry, but he liked his friends. That sounds like death metal. <laughs> I think it sounds like a normal human fucking being. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what do you like? I like music. <laughs> Not the industry, just music. 
Glenn Hughes to celebrate 50th anniversary of Deep Purple's Burn October 2023 UK tour. That's interesting. Iron Allies featuring former Accept members Herman Frank and David Reese. First live shows are announced. Likely over in Germany. Uh, No, Switzerland and Bulgaria. Look at that. Um... Anthrax's Joey Belladonna can't get down with lead singers lip syncing during concerts. I mean, if uh, lips, yeah. uh, having backing tracks is one thing. Lip syncing, completely different. Yeah, just ask Billy Vanilli. Come on. Mike Portnoy, you don't nearly need a, mu- a record label to get your music out there. 100% correct. A little bit of gatekeeping here, but Arch Enemies Michael Amat says metal should be underground. I don't want it in the mainstream. Well, tough shit. Sorry, bro. All right. Well, you know, Arch Enemy will never be in the mainstream. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, you're fine. Cool. You get your wish. Not that that's a bad thing. We love you, buddy, but, you know, chill. The lane leader admits there are similarities between voices of bands current and former singers. I mean, okay. Yeah. Nonpoints Elias Soriano on decision to launch band's own record label. We've tried it every other way. Well, good for you guys. Yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. We're closing in on on the point. I think we're getting there. Um I think we have reached the end point. Um let's let's just kind of make sure a little bit. So um do 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 um X Order commences recording new album. Um do 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 we have to get through the back to the seventeenth. That was the last time we recorded okay. a podcast. Shares people are, the used shares people are vomit single announces the new <laughs> album toxic positivity. Then the used people, the used. Do you remember them? Because I sure as hell fucking don't, or I don't want to. They and they're releasing an album before you. <laughs> Burnt my crack my dick. Um, cracking the D. Don't forget. Uh-huh. Uh, Corn's Jonathan Davis featuring Kim Dracula's new video, 70 Thorns. Um, okay, I think we got to the we're, point. I, I, think, we said, yes, I think we're there. Yeah, yeah, because Mastodon hopes to release a new song before, during tour with Kojir. I know we talked about that last time. Yeah, so that is the last sure. two weeks in in metal news, according to the Blabbermouth, um, which takes us to the end of the news segment of this podcast, and that is where we shall take our first commercial break. And we're back, and now we're going to move on to a little extra. And uh, typically, we talk about crowdfunding tracker. Haven't checked that in a while. Just shout out. Um, so we're going to move on to shit. I want. What do you want? Oh, so I was just thinking about this this week, and the the main thing I want is this weather to cool the fuck off. Okay, so just like two weeks ago, we had what. Texas considers winter. It lasted about two days. Um, 
uh, where it was too cold for me to work outside in my garage gym. And then I was so, so happy to be able to get back out there and do some, do some weightlifting in, in, the, in the garage and whatnot. But now, just like a mere two weeks later, in February, it's 90 goddamn degrees outside. And I'm just like, listen, like I want it to be warm all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be hot in fucking February. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's 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 it was just too fucking soon, and, and it has nothing to do with with metal or anything like that. But it's just too fucking soon for this sort of weather to be happening. I, that's and I I just want it to chill. I want it to chill. That's all I yeah. want. So that's nice. what that's that's where I'm at right now. That would be nice. I can go with that. So, um. What do I want? Well, the thing that I think I mentioned last time that I wanted was uh, my uh, my Arion thing to arrive. I uh, pre-ordered the re uh, remixed version of Universal Migrator Parts One and Two, special vinyl edition and earbook edition. I pre-ordered that back in September or so, and it finally arrived today. Nice. So that came in. I haven't listened to it yet. It only came in a few hours ago. Um, <clears throat> I, I've heard a lot of things that um, people aren't like keen on it just because it changes a lot of things as far as how the mix goes. Um, but I'm sure like it's going to take me a few listens to really appreciate that um, just because I'm usually oblivious to that kind of shit unless it's like super obvious. So we'll see. Um, but that came very happy it looks pretty um so in the past when they've re-released albums they've done a box uh, a vinyl box for final experiment one for actual fantasy and now the third one is for universal migrator even though they probably should have done a third one for electric castle um but third box set is um universal migrator i now have all three of those boxes they look extremely pretty on my shelf um, <laughs> so along alongside all of my other Arion vinyl and star one vinyl and gentle storm vinyl and all that shit uh so it looks very pretty um but that came i'm happy the end boom um so what do i want now i want the supersonic revolution um album to come out right that's yes what, that's, that's, that's what that, i want that's the new project right yes yeah, so that's the new project i want that so um now that's not coming out until may so i got some time to wait but you know still um in the meantime i will just occupy my time by catching up on what i may have missed in the last few months and years um so yeah that is what i want is there anything else that i want uh well uh no so uh yeah that's that's pretty much it uh oh i also want uh an infinite amount of money so, <laughs> for what for what for me um so yeah that's pretty much what i got for for shit i want let's move right along to down the rabbit hole where have you been oh, all right well I, as i mentioned in my couple of the albums of the days i picked up i've been we're still working on the prog mind top albums of 2022 list and I listened to a fucking boatload of it last week. This week I was a little bit more busy at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so especially when I had to drive out to Houston and back in one day. So I didn't really get to listen to or pay attention to much. 
because when I do road trips, I tend to put on something that's comforting. So that's like, you know, podcasts or like the Hamilton soundtrack, mm -hmm. uh, my official road trip album. Um, but anyway, last week, I listened to a fuck ton. So here we go. Let's check this out. I wrote down the name of the band, the album, and a little description of what it is. Nothing, nothing big here. Uh, so uh, I'm going to probably fucking just butcher this one. I think it's Zungla. Zungla? Zungla? Uh, whatever. The album is called Source. Instrumental, somewhat ambient music. Very good. Uh, Etrange, Enigma, instrumental prog. Again, fucking love that shit for me. Here's one that I think you would totally dig. I try. I think I shared it with you. It's a uh, big, big train. Welcome to the planet. Lot big Peter Gabriel vibes on this one. Huge mm -hmm. Peter Gabriel vibes on that one. So if you were, if you were in the mood for some Peter Gabriel, but not exactly Peter Gabriel, this is the way to go. Um, so basically, album. Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, her myth, Star Seeds, a doomy, very much like uh, Draconian, who I've been listening to for a while. Mm. Um, Dance with the Dead, Driven to Madness. This is some fucking heavy ass synthwave shit, which is badass. Okay. The first pack features uh, John Carpenter and his son uh, on it, which is cool. Uh, John Carpenter, of course, being the famous director of horror movies and also a musician himself. Mm -hmm. Tears for Fears released a new album in 2022, and it is, it's called The Tipping Point, and it is the most surprising album on that list so far. It was so good. It was not what you expect. Like, when you hear Tears for Fears, you start thinking about their 80s stuff. Mm. Not that. It's not that. It's good, mature, fucking great music it's really good interesting yeah yeah that's what i said <laughs> holy shit um pure reason revolution their album above cirrus uh really good prog rock i wrote down here dark her the buried storm it's eerie doomy almost sinister sounding um music uh female vocalist great stuff michael whalen Imaginary Trains. It's a movie soundtrack quality tunes going on there. Mm -hmm. uh, Imminent Sonic Destruction and their album The Sun Will Always Set. Epic prog metal. Huge sounding I wrote here. Um, Duncan Patterson. Grace Rose. Cinematic music stripped to basic piano vocals and ambient sound with occasional percussion. Features really good female singers. Uh, and the last on this list here is Galahad, The Last Great Adventurer, classic sounding prog rock. So, yeah, those albums were fucking stellar. Stellar records. And I'm, I think I'm only about two thirds of the way through the list. I still have a way to go to get through the list of 2022 albums. And then I'm just going to put the whole fucker on shuffle. Okay. Indeed. I can get behind yes. that. I can get behind that. <clears throat> okay. My rabbit hole. Okay, so mine isn't uh, related to music. Um, mine is a uh, is related to our Twitch channel. Uh, if you haven't checked out our Twitch channel, um, twitch.tv slash shredshack, please. Um, I am having a uh, casual fling with nostalgia. Um, we're we are we are 
daily and weekly making sweet love. Uh, <laughs> so so um, I go between playing a lot of modern stuff and playing a lot of retro stuff. Um, for one, right now, um, I am in, in the middle of playing through a couple of uh, particular series. Um, so I, I played through the first six Mega Man games, um, you know, all, all old school NES. Um, I played through the first three Mario Brothers games, which let me just tell you, that means that I actually beat Mario one for the first time in my entire life. And I'm 30 fucking seven and the system came out the year I was born. I beat. (laughs) The first Super Mario Brothers. Wow. Yes. I actually had a more difficult time beating the third one. And the third one I used to kill all the time. I cried. I literally cried. <laughs> I, I, I remember back in the day when we used to go, we used to play through the fucking the third one. Yes. Yes. Uh, warp whistles all the fucking way. You know it. Um, but the big deal right now is um, people are getting ready for the new Legend of Zelda game. Uh, that comes out in May. And uh, everyone is is uh, doing this playthrough of all the mainline Zelda games. Now, I didn't really have... I, I, I'm not sitting here with the intention of actually, like, getting it on release like everyone else's and everything like as i was like i want to play through all the zelda games period like i don't care about the new game just yet um so i've been playing through that and a when it comes to the first game i'm so shocked at how much i remember about it mm-hmm. because i literally knew 99% of the secrets Oh man, I remember we had that map. Do you remember that fold out map we had for the first game? I still have it somewhere, I think. Oh my god. Yeah, I still have that somewhere. Um So I not like like not only did I realize that I remember all this like all the little secrets and everything like that, I didn't realize that I knew where every heart was cuz I by the end of the game I had every heart. The nice. only the only thing I forgot was like one item in the last dungeon, but I beat the last dungeon. I beat the game, um, and then it sends you on to the second quest. I have never played the second quest, so I haven't played that yet. I'm going to play oh, it someday. Shit. Yeah, I never played that second quest, so I'm going to do that someday soon. Um, but for now, no, just I'm done. Um, moved on to the second one. The second one. I watch a lot of people play the second one. Um, if you go on on Twitch, you can follow certain games, and anytime someone is streaming that game, it'll show you how many people are 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 viewing it at a given time, and then you can see who's playing it. Um, and I go to watch it for the people who aren't doing like speed runs and stuff, and and like to watch people play it hurts so bad (laughs) because i'm like dodge just dodge 
<laughs> and, and I'm, I'm sitting there just like screaming things at the screen, like, dude, like, you don't have to fight everybody on the screen. Skip it. No. What are you doing? No. Oh. You know, and all this kind of stuff. And um, I played through it when I used to play it as a kid. I only got so far into the game. Um, I don't remember how much of it you remember. Um, but there's a point in the game where the game takes this incredible um, spike in difficulty. And it's just trying to get the hammer to make the game a little bit shorter. Um, it's 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 the area is called Death Mountain, and um, watching people try to get through that is just it's sad but hysterical to watch. But anyway, the whole the whole thing I wanted to get at was that again I I've, I'm playing a legitimate playthrough of this. I wasn't using guides. I I. You know, I didn't watch how to get through the final dungeon or anything. I, I, I know I knew the tactics and, you know, it, it's a different thing to know what you're doing and to actually do it. And I thought going into this past weekend, I was going to do this really long stream of me just trying to beat the last the last dungeon. It took me 40 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm killing it. Yeah. Like I got there. I found my way. I, I after after going after trying it one time and going completely the wrong direction. I tried a different direction and found the boss, and then beat him pretty quickly. And I was like, "Oh, well, stream's over. Everybody, good night." <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was the first time that I had ever actually fought the battle myself. Um, I had seen other people play it and knew that it was going to be difficult, but. I, I saw their tactic and I was like, okay, that seems like it worked for you. Maybe that can work for me. And it did. And I was like, cool. I beat the game. The end. Phenomenal. I was like, this is not the hardest game of all time. Like, it's vague. And by by that standard, it makes it very difficult for you to figure things out. But, I mean, I still have a harder time with with more modern stuff. Um, and I, I think that like after playing it legitimately, I think it's one of my, like one of the best games of all time. So, well, I just, yeah. I just remember, I like my video game experience is far less than yours. Yes. But like, I remember growing up, like I loved the first Zelda. Zelda two was like the one that like got me fucking like, nah, fuck that noise. Mm hmm. No, the first Zelda games, like the first, like I, I watched somebody um, start playing Zelda two after they played Zelda one, and they were like, "Ah, uh, Zelda two was not that. Uh, Zelda one was not that good of a game." And I'm already I'm seething watching this guy play, wanting him to die. <laughs> and he plays the game for a bit and gives up after two hours. He basically got nowhere, and I was like, "Well, that's what you get, fucker." <laughs> so I, I i was i was not pleased with that but it's like dude you know what like people talk about games nowadays but games games back in the day they had some shit that was really gonna piss you off oh, like teenage yeah. ninja turtles teenage oh. ninja turtles oh yeah oh, dude fuck. like 
and a lot of the and and one of the things that people talk about is is like beating games. A lot of the old games, you know, they came ripped from the arcade. They were they were intentionally made to be quarter stealers. So they when they were put to they were put to Nintendo, they were given a limited number of continues or no continues. And it's like if you wanted to win, you had to be perfect. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Nowadays you can just start over from from a, a, a save point nearby and try again and again and again. Not always the case in old Nintendo games. Like some of that shit was really fucking hard. And I I I'm doing that now. I'm playing some of those games and I'm like, shit, I'm gonna have to sit here and like you couldn't save it and come back to it, man. Like uh you remember like Ninja Gaiden. Intentionally hard. And you couldn't save it anywhere. You had to play it in one go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had unlimited continues, at least in the first two games. But if you wanted to beat that game, you had to sit there on your ass and learn it inside out and play it. And if you gave up, yeah. you had to do it all over again the next time. Wasn't like wasn't Contra like that? Contra gave you two continues and three lives, but one shot kills. Hmm. Oh, I've, God, I, yes. Contra's Contra's an actually a fairly easy game if you can manage a good run of it and you either memorize the stages or take it slowly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's again, it's a it's a you gotta you gotta learn thing. You gotta and you gotta you gotta learn on the fly. And I feel like a lot of people just kind of forget that. And it's like, come on. Come on, people. We got to think here. <laughs> you use the critical thinking. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's just funny. But yeah, that's, that's been my, that's been my, my rabbit hole is just playing, playing a lot of these old school games, having, having those memories. Um, and, uh, Mostly, mostly trying to kick that ass, so <laughs> and not trying not to cry on webcam, <laughs> openly weeping to myself. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's been my rabbit hole. I sit there and I, I wish I could listen to music while I do that while I play the game because it would make it my life a lot more enjoyable. Um, but I would have to plug in my headset to one thing and my earbuds to another thing because. Uh, the the streaming picks up the de- desktop audio and um twitch cuts out audio that is copyrighted so mm. yeah so sucks but um yeah that's that's it um otherwise no 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 major rabbit hole working just working a lot yeah so, yeah. yeah anyway so that's that's it for rabbit hole. Um, how about a little light reading? Um, still, I'm probably about 100, 120 pages into Chapter House Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it a little. Like it's pretty good. It's a little. It's a bit of a slow burn. Like nothing's really happened yet. I probably still have about like you know 400 pages left to go. Mm-hmm. 
So it's slowly building up. Remember being this being like it was supposed to be the second of a trilogy. So I'm not expecting every like I know for a fact that this book ends very unsatisfactorily because it's supposed to be continued on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not expecting it to be like a fucking uh fucking barn burner or anything like that. Um, but I, so far it's okay. You know, a lot of it's a lot more. Um, like I think what I like the what I like about some science fiction novels is that like the first novel really dra- like grabs you and brings you into a universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the next few novels, the author can explore a little bit more of his like his ideas, whether you agree with them or not. Because I think Frank Herbert may have had some ideas about you know politics and stuff like that that I may not agree with. But mm. I just like the fact that he's he was able to expand upon it and use this fictional universe to 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 expand upon some of his ideas. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Again, whether you agree with it or not, it, that's, you know, that's up to, to you, but I just like the, I just like the fact that he's able to do that. Um, so that's about it really. Like I haven't really had much time that I had a chance to read the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, 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 I'm trying to, to, to muster up the fucking, the, uh, the energy to read while, like in between sets while I work out, and at least in the home gym, I'm probably not going to be able to bring my Kindle to fucking to Planet Fitness. But at least in the home gym, when I when I sit there and rest for a few minutes, I would be able to read in between sets. So I'm I'm trying to work my way back to that because that's that's how I read a bunch of books last year. I read 13 books last year, which is the most I've read in a long time. And my goal for this year is 20. I've only finished one in the first mm-hmm. three months. Well, I have a lot of catching up to do. And the only way that's going to happen is to is to utilize my 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 time a little bit better so yeah i got you um i still haven't gotten any further in my books um they're still they're still here but um just been ultimately distracted by music and games so and work um probably had last two weeks probably some of the busiest weeks of my of my work career so yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing because like the jobs, like the job ebbs and flows so much. Cause like, like I said, last two weeks been really busy next week. I have like half. It's like, okay, what happened? <laughs> where everybody go? Where did everybody go? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot like that. Um, but I did start getting more private clients and by more, I mean like two more, um, which is good because that is usually the best situation for me. Um, cause people can use a lot of different insurances, a lot more than I was expecting and, uh, cash pay. So, um, I've been, you know, intent, uh, trying to, build up that motivation to really build up my, my profile out there and be like, yo, come see me on the side, motherfucker. Um, but thus far I haven't really done that yet. So maybe, maybe over the weekend I'll do it or next week. Like I said, I do have a good amount of time, um, to take care of that. So hopefully that'll be the case. Um, but I still have to finish reading, um, the concept promoter book and then not sure what i want to move on to next um but yeah so anyway uh for your viewing pleasure what have you been uh watching see got a little bit of a list here um so as far as tv goes 
Uh, still, we're kind of keeping up with HBO and HBO Max and their Last of Us series based on that mm-hmm. video game, mm-hmm. um, which is very interesting. It's very fun to watch only because it's the actor Pedro Pascal. It, he's another reluctant father figure trying to say trying to keep a child safe while they're traveling, just like he is in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he he's now being kind of typecast, but it's still really fun. It's still really great. The last episode, the last two episodes were, were pretty good. Um, especially this this last the most recent one from last week where uh, it all takes place in the, it's all a flashback episode and it all takes place in a mall and all centers around two um, young ladies uh, really good really good really good story really good episode I thought mm-hmm. uh, still keeping up on Poker Face which is the uh, the new um, Ryan Johnson um, show he's a creator of knives out so he created this show it's another like kind of detective story i think i mentioned it before but that's still pretty fun mm-hmm. uh i haven't seen this week's episode yet i have to go catch up back on that um brandy and i finished uh russian doll which is the other series that stars natasha and leone um i think i mentioned last time that i wasn't the biggest fan of season two i thought season two was a little bit weaker than season mm-hmm. one the last two episodes of season two were very good. So mm-hmm. I think it was redeemed in the end, but overall I like season one better. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I started to watch the witch, um, Robert Eggers, a 24, um, Robert Eggers is the one who's done the lighthouse. He did the Northman. He did this movie. A 24 is that really cool movie studio that's doing a lot of really good shit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say I started watching this cause I put it on, and it takes place in like puritan times so they're using like that language and it's very difficult to follow even with subtitles mm-hmm. um so you really have to pay attention and i got about 20 minutes in and i i just couldn't keep focus so i probably need to start it over again i need to sit down i need to fucking pay attention um and not do and not do anything for that hour and a half that the movie's on so i, I might give that another try um another day mm-hmm. um took mom and the boys to go see ant-man and the wasp uh quantumania the new one it was okay you know um these marvel movies they're 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 you know you know what to expect when you go to see them they're big they're spectacular as far as visuals go um the storyline is not necessarily the strongest um especially all like all these uh older characters like even Ant-Man's, I would consider like an older character of the MCU now. Mm-hmm. They're all using these characters in their, these movies to set up the future. Um, so that's pretty much what this felt like. It's it's a, just a setup for the uh, for the Kang Dynasty series that's going to be going on because I think he's the new big bad in the Avengers um, universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was all right. Again, nothing nothing spectacular. Um, and that's really about it. I started, I think, two weeks ago. The last time William was here, we watched about half of Split, which I really was digging, and I run, I really want to finish that. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I get a chance to do that this weekend because he's back. Um, and we only had one kid this weekend. Gabriel decided to uh, stay home with his mom and go to his first slumber party for his best friend's birthday, which is exciting for him. So that's very cool. cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, and we're going to your place tomorrow, right? 
Yeah, we're having Juicy Lucy's. I'm making uh, burgers tomorrow. Delightful. Yes. Um, as far as what I've been watching, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything uh, major I've been watching. The only thing I can recall, we watched... So, um, I'm really, I'm getting really excited for uh, the new History of the World movie, Mel Brooks. Um, I've seen the trailer for it. It looks funny. Um, so, I'm really excited about seeing it. It comes out on Hulu as like a four-day event starting like... I think Monday or something like that. So oh, sweet. Okay. Really, really looking forward to it. Um, but Lindsay had never seen the first one. Um, oh, okay. so, so we got halfway through that last night and then the power went out. Oh so, my God. So, um, we, we were just finishing up the whole uh, part with the Roman empire. Um, they had, they had just done the getaway scene where they, they, uh, they light up the gigantic joint and uh, they make all the Roman uh, guards uh, high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had just gotten up to, we had just gone up to that point and power went out. So we are like lately about halfway through the movie at this point. Did she get um, to see Count de Monet? No, that we oh. haven't gotten that. We haven't gotten that far yet, but um, um, we, we, like I said, we got past the Roman Roman part. Um, which has one of my one of my favorite parts, uh, which is uh, when Madeline Kahn, uh, her character, is introduced, the Empress, mm-hmm. and um, she's being brought in by the uh, by the soldiers on the uh, whatever you call it. The I can't say chariot. It's like a litter. Um, I think they call it a litter. Sure, uh, whatever it's called. But they they let her down. It's like, can you please all step on the same foot? My pets are falling off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I love that line. I just love her delivery of that. It's so fucking funny. Um, But yeah, we're going to finish that hopefully soon. And then we're going to watch the second one. Um, And... Yeah, outside of that, I can't say I've watched anything in particular. Just, you know, again, when it comes to when it comes to sitting down. Oh, we we started watching The Max. Um Oh, cool. Yeah, and that was giving me some good some good memories. Um I forgot that it has a a, a very um um kind of I don't want to say a, a very political agenda. Um it has some very um feministic um thoughts um i don't even know if feministic is a word but um a lot of it has to do with them being in the city uh the the job of the of the lady julie uh she's a social worker she's a freelance social worker um they hint at her having been uh raped in the past and the villain or the somewhat villain you, they don't know yet uh whether or not he's good or really ultimately good or bad um but he is a serial rapist so obviously bad guy um but as far as his importance to the two of them they haven't unveiled that yet mm-hmm. um but uh, I'm, I'm remembering a lot of the show and um it's I I still like it. Lindsay wasn't really feeling it, so I had to finish oh, the show. I had to finish the show on my own. Oh wow! Um, 
yeah but um so i'm gonna get to that eventually but we wa i watched like six episodes of it and i forgot that it is um it was only sh short episodes it was part of the mtv oddities thing right and yeah. each episode is only about 15 minutes long oh shit okay so, I, didn't so they, I didn't realize that yeah, so they have to do a lot of story progression in the span of fifteen minutes, and this is based on a on a graphic novel that right. was was rather lengthy. Um, so they can only co cover so much of the story in that regard. Um, and what what they've covered so far has been has been cool. So I want to watch the rest of it. Um, I'll probably try to get through some of that this week. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's been that's been it. Um I I will probably uh watch some of that pretty soon. Um that's it. That's all I got. Um probably next time I will talk about History of the World Part Two. Um and yeah, that's that's what I got. So um that's it for for your viewing pleasure. Um and I don't think either of us saw a show. So nope, we're just gonna nope. we're just gonna move right along to heavy metal in the charts. Oh shit, we're gonna fucking pop through this, huh? All right, give me one second to uh, get back on the thing here. All right, Billboard. All right, so as we know, when we mm -hmm. cover these things, this thing specifically, that we are not just looking for heavy metal in the charts because heavy metal very rarely is really in the charts. So, Dan and I have found a new affinity for pop music, and we have decided to pick one pop artist to keep track of throughout the Billboard Top 200, and that artist we have chosen is Miss Taylor Swift, who usually averages about nine albums at the moment. Mm -hmm. All right. On top of that, Dan also likes to know who the first, who the top five are, and who Mr. Irrelevant number 200 is. So, with all that being said and done, are you ready? Yes. Number one. Number one. SOS by SZA. I feel like been that was the same thing. Yeah, I've been holding on to the number one spot for a while. It's been on the charts for 11 weeks. It was on number one last week, and it's at number one again. The number two album is a new album called Trust Fall from Pink. New album. Cool. Yeah, number two. I, First I'm, week I'm, on the I'm charts. Cool. I'm cool with Pink. Yep. Um. We got the Midnights by Miss Taylor Swift at number three. That's her first album on the charts. Mm -hmm. Number four is Metro Boomin, Heroes and Villains. And number five, he's back in the top five, Morgan Wallen, Dangerous, the double album. Mm. So while you scroll, I'm gonna uh -huh. just I'm just gonna come up with some random things to say. Um so yeah, obviously interrupt me when you have something to All right, to, well, to Elton, John is, Elton John is at number 17 with Diamonds. That's his greatest hits collection. Very cool. Um, that candle that I bought from uh, from Whiskey Cake? Uh-huh. Oh, my God, it's glorious. <laughs> I mean, it smelled pretty fucking good. And oh, like, dude, when I, when I burned it, like, oh, my God, the entire upstairs smelled like cake. It was beautiful. I was going to say lemon pound cake. That sounds great. At yeah. number 28. Folklore by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her second album in the top 200. Very cool. Uh, Queen's Greatest Hits is at number 33. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is at number 34. Uh, saw another article 
um, didn't really read much of it, but basically it was talking about how much of a piece of living fucking shit the main skin album is. <laughs> right? And, and I, I th- if I remember right, this was written... Um, the, the, the premise of it was um, somebody who was Italian saying, oh my god, they have a song called Mamma Mia. <laughs> and basically they were, they were... They were offended by that. <laughs> um, at number 41, Lover by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her third record on the charts for us. Taylor oh. Swift at number 50 with 1989. That's her fourth album. Did you know that Skrillex released a new album? I did. All right. It's called Question Fire and it's debuting. New, a new album from Skrillex at number 51. Mm. Taylor Swift. Uh, Red Taylor's version is at number fifty-six. Uh-oh, new Taylor Swift album at number fifty-eight. Lover live from Paris. New Taylor Swift record that's number six already for her in the top one hundred of the top two hundred. She may break her own fucking record here for the stretch <laughs> check count. The subtitle for that record should be "I apologize for Ticketmaster." <laughs> Thriller by Michael Jackson is at number 72. Bob Marley and the Whalers Legend, The Best Of, is at number 74. And we are continuing on. Nirvana, Nevermind, is at number 82. Journey's Greatest Hits is at number 87. And yeah, we are going. Greatest Hits by Guns N' Roses is at number 98. At number 100 is Reputation by Miss Taylor Swift. That is her seventh album. And then we head into the second half. And right off the bat at 103 is Evermore by Miss Taylor Swift. That's her eighth record in the top 200. The Essential Foo Fighters by the Foo Fighters is at number 105. The Essential Michael Jackson is at number 107. Here we go. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Greatest hits is at number 113. Okay. Wow. While you're still scrolling, I'm going to say I'm I'm actively watching someone play Zelda 2 while we're doing this. Nice. And I'm and I'm doing it in my head. Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> At 1:30 is Hyper Theory by Linkin Park. Oh yeah. We're going to go after we're done with this. I'll go back and, and cover some of the, the highlights from last week. I did do, do scroll through the um, through the through them last week to get some highlights. So mm-hmm. we'll go with that because there was a couple of surprises in there. Little okay. scary greatest hits at number one fifty. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon at one fifty five. I wonder if that's going to go up with the uh, re-recording or if that's even possible. Like, well, I, I I know that the the 50th anniversary release is very soon, if not right now. So mm-hmm. that that might get a bump. Back in yeah. Black at 168 ACDC best of uh, Bon Jovi at number 171. It's 172 is Fearless Taylor's version. That no, that's nine albums for her. Nine. Dun dun dun. We're almost, we're almost there. We're almost there. Greatest hits by Fleetwood Mac is at number one eighty-four. Mm-hmm. Speak now, Miss Taylor Swift at one ninety-two. That is her tenth album in the top two hundred. Ding 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 ding. ding, ding. Double Great. digits, baby. Double digits. 
Greatest hits by the Eagles at number 197. And closing out their top 200, Mr. Irrelevant is a re-entry from Cody Johnson, Human, the Double Album. Something about country and double albums. Seriously, seriously, Cody Johnson sounds like the name of like an indie pro wrestler. It was like the most generic nothing. Like <laughs> that's what like, that's what the name Cody Johnson sounds like to me. Like Cody Rhodes. Like Cody Rhodes and 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 Rocky Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson. All right, some highlights from last week. So okay. week, week ending two twenty five. Uh, Paramore's new album. This is this is why debuted at number two, and it's not even on the chart right now. Oh wow! Fuck yeah, yeah. Let's let's just let's just let that sink in, okay? Pierce the Veil's new album, The Jaws of Life, debuted at number fourteen. Not on the charts this week. Uh, in Flames, Forgone, uh, debuted at number one ten. Of course, we weren't expecting that to be on the charts for more than a week. Um, and as a surprise entry, a re-entry here is Pierce the Veil's Collide with the Sky was a re-entry number 141. That was week ending 225. It was a little bit heavier in the metal section last week than it was this week. Yeah. And that so wraps was... up the 200s. Oh my god, I can't watch the same more. <laughs> no, not, not even that. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna close out the podcast right after this. Okay. Do you remember in Zelda in Zelda two that in the game you learn how to stab upward and downward? Yes. Okay. The downward stab is the most critical thing in the game because you can use it to bounce off of enemies. People don't do that. They just walk right into them. And I'm like, dude, dodge. <laughs> <laughs> it just pisses me off so fucking much. Oh my god! I what, can't. What, what you need is that is that line from Dodgeball. The five yes, dodge, duck, dip, dodge, dive, and dodge. Duck, duck. <laughs> dodge. God damn. Okay, I'm I'm done. I just I just can't sometimes. <laughs> Like it just—it's so infuriating. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna go take a Valium and lower my heart rate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh man. All right. Um, but uh, next time, I think we're actually gonna do a discussion. I have—I had a few things come up across my way, and I also mentioned a few weeks ago that I have that book of lists that I do want to start uh, poking and prodding at. Okay. Um, okay. So I think starting next time, we'll start approaching more discussions and everything. But um, I think this time we'll kind of call it there, leave it around two hours and whatnot. I could totally use uh, some more water and uh, a bit of time to unwind a bit. So um, on that note, we must make our curtain call because Warrior, I, I suppose, needs food and probably oh, sleep. Oh, definitely fucking sleep. Yeah. However, the wizard, the wizard's awake. The wizard took his nap today. So, I mean, the wizard doesn't, the wizard hasn't been taking naps now that he has a fucking APAP machine and can sleep normally. So, 
Nice. Well, he hasn't taken many naps. He's taken naps like two, three times. But still, anyway, uh, APAP machine. It's godsend. I love it. Nice. I know, even though like it's like I sit there and I just talk into it, and I'm like thinking about Bane from uh, from Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> nice. And I'm just, you know, just talking to myself in my sleep, like, let's not stand on ceremony here. <laughs> just just, the fire rises, you know, all that bullshit. <laughs> We're back to you, the people. The people. <laughs> you know, just, just, just doing that as I'm sitting there peeing at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> because that's my life. Um, but anyway, until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And I'm Chris Mack. And we are the slime. The slime rises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. fucking shit.